I am Lucas Mack, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. I am Lucas Mack, and thank you for joining. Today, I'm really excited to bring Jordan Sather onto the podcast. I first found Jordan in early 2020, as you'll hear me um, talk to him, but he is a producer and was in a film that I really enjoyed. It expanded my thinking for sure, called Above Majestic. He's also a leading voice in the Q and Patriot movement, and um just a really fascinating, beautiful guy that I enjoyed our conversation and I know you will enjoy it as well. So everyone, thank you for watching, listening, and I'll see you on the other side of the episode. So brother Jordan, thank you so much for coming on, brother. Thank you. Totally, man. Appreciate you having me. So, all right. So like I was saying last year, uh, 2020, I'm exploring new content and finding a whole new world of people and narratives out there and i find this spitfire <laughs> uh, jordan sather i find you brother what and, platform you know i think i found you on twitter it was before it wasn't your first band but you were back on on twitter and then i saw your last i saw your final exit off twitter so is that yeah. era of gotcha of, gotcha you know um how so let's growing up um before we even get into politics and current events and, and I want to talk above majestic. I want to talk about all of it, all the, all the fun, all stuff, of it, man. Yeah. all of it. Um, tell me what was life like growing up for you? And, and did you come from any religious and you shared before that we started recording, but just give context to people listening. Did you come from any religious perspective and like, what was your worldview growing up? Yeah, man. So I grew up in the Pacific Northwest in a, uh, I guess not small, medium-sized town, military town called Bremerton, across the Puget Sound from Seattle, and born and raised there. My family was, was they came from a religious background themselves. They were from Montana, so more conservative-leaning. But coming out here, um, I think just the way they parented, they let me do whatever I want to do. Mm. And I am grateful for that, but at the same time, Maybe it would have been nice to have some more direction, like they could have pointed me, but they were just like, you know, it's up to you to decide whatever in terms of government, politics, anything, uh, which, you know, I'm, like I said, grateful for. So when I was in high school, I was, I don't know, I was just always interested in as deep as I could go. And I was reading all sorts of uh, kind of philosophies. I remember reading Carl Sagan books when I was a teenager. I was also interested in a lot of atheism style thinking. I read Richard Dawkins, Sam Harris, Christopher Hitchens. And I don't know, just the way I thought back then, I thought religion was the bane of human existence and was like causing all the problems in and of itself. So that was my style of thinking throughout high school. Um, I really wanted to graduate and go to I wanted to fly, fly planes and go to the Air Force Academy, actually, oh, wow. but I'm blind as a bat, so I wouldn't have been able to uh, pilot anything. And 
towards the end of high school, my grades kind of, you know, got interested in other things, sports, girls, yeah. but so <laughs> I only had a, yeah, I only had a GPA good enough to go to a state college and I pretty much rode my ACTs and SAT scores into uh, Washington State University. So, you know, you're from the Northwest, you know, the difference between UW and Wazoo yeah, and uh, <laughs> Wazoo's uh, I have a lot of friends from Wazoo. So yeah, man, it, it's a party school. <laughs> And it's out there in the middle of the wheat fields in a, in a town that has a population of 5,000 during the summer and 40,000 during the winter when school's in, you know? So pretty much the only thing out there to do is, is party. And naturally I failed real quick out of college. I mean, I, I got a couple of good grades and some classes, but it was just like calculus that I couldn't do the homework. And I didn't even, I just didn't want to bother with it. So I, I failed out of, uh, Wazoo the first year came back home, went to a community college and I just, the whole, you know, I, I wasn't, we could say awake to of course reality back then, but something yeah. about schooling inside me, my intuition just felt like it was a waste of time. Mm. So I was playing more sports and working at jobs more than, more than studying anything. And I actually, uh, one of my first jobs just to, you know, pay gas money was making smoothies at a emerald city smoothie oh yeah so yeah yeah you know that and uh so i was i was working there in high school and when i came back i went to community college i was working there and you know eventually i think it ended up it was going out of business or something like that and i had to find a new job and i ended up getting uh because of the just smoothie experience i ended up getting a job at a local health food store it was called max nutrition and uh you know, up in the, uh, Bremerton area. And when I got the job there, of course I started in the smoothie bar, but I was interested. They had a sales floor there. There was a lot of books in the back, just all kinds of supplements. And I was, I was definitely interested in all that. And I started getting all caught up in that sort of world. The cool thing about this place was that there was a bookshelf in the back Mm. and I saw the bookshelf and there were these books and DVDs, movies as well that I'd never seen before. Um, I will say I did watch Zeitgeist when I was in high school. So that, that kind of predisposed me to some of those things. But when I was in high school, the only part I was interested in was the first third of the movie where it talked about the allegorical ideas of religion and the sun gods and whatnot. Ooh. I didn't, I just, maybe it was where my head was at at the time. I didn't researched the rest of the movie when it went through the federal reserve and the 9-11 maybe that was a good thing my brain at the time my subconscious said yeah, it, not ready yet something. or something you know <laughs> right, right but um so i i guess i had a sort of conspiratorial i was open-minded right yeah. i was seeing movies on the back shelf at this nutrition shore store uh thrive thrive was one of them and i mm. i pulled that out and watched that and i said like hey what is this stuff about aliens and free energy and big pharma and all that. And they had, they had a lot of nutrition movies, uh, based in truth, like world according to Monsanto. Yeah. That was a big one. Uh, the greater good, which is a vaccine truth documentary. I mean, I, I started getting exposed to everything and then federal reserve information. I mean, my brain started going down every single rabbit hole I could find. And I was, I was still in school at the time. I still going to that community college and working. And I remember being in class, some, I don't know, chemistry, biology or whatever, but there was computers in the class and I was sitting there researching like chemtrails and Rothschilds and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, not giving a, 
And so eventually I'm like, okay, school's not for me, waste of money. Mm. I'm going to go full bore into, you know, this industry, what I'm learning here. And I ended up doing that, managing the store for a couple of years and, and working my way up and just learning so much about nutrition, uh, health, what they do to our food, the pharmaceutical industry, a lot in terms of that. And a lot of hands up, hands on stuff too, like experience recommending different products to people and different supplements, nutrients, and they had huge uh, changes, turnarounds. And then they'd bring me those stories. I remember I would have people come in telling me stories about what vaccines did to them. Uh, one time a freaking what was it? A, a pharmacist came in and they were trying to make her get a flu shot or her employers were going to fire her. And she came in asking me, you know, I need all the information on vaccines you have because I don't want to get it. You know, I'm 22, 23, maybe. Wow. And wow. this, you know, so it was a lot of experiences in the first four or five years of my twenties that really, uh, you know, changed me, but it sent me down a pretty, I guess we could say dark path more or less. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to say negative because negative and positive are just perceptions. I mean, yeah. Yeah. it depends on the context, but I, because I was so interested in just everything I started, obviously being that young, being, I didn't have anybody around me to really talk to about this, no guidance. I, I started going into the banking system and the, the deep state Illuminati. We didn't really call it the deep state back then, but right. new world right. order stuff, FEMA camps. Oh my gosh, Jade Helm, you know, we're all going to get rounded up. And, yeah. and I was going through those, but I was also going through the rabbit holes of the mass arrests. And here's this, what's this magical financial Nazara system thing? Like a lot of clickbait stuff, actual like conspiracy fake news, I would call it hmm. uh, at the time and stuff. I mean, it was all my head was back and forth. So it took me a few years to make sense of everything. Obviously, as it does, as we're learning all this and our right. discernment, we have to hone that. Um, I ended up leaving Max and going through a couple of different jobs. I personal trained at a powerlifting gym. I worked at a chiropractic clinic, uh, just various things and kind of holistic health. And at the end of 2016, I think I was going kind of gym to gym personal training. I wasn't set anywhere. And I remember the WikiLeaks emails came out mm. at the end of 2016, right? Let me, let me preface this. I wasn't political at the time. I was not a Trump supporter. I had the idea of like, it's all controlled. Like it's all shot. Yeah. We're screwed. Both yeah. of them are controlled opposition. Like there's, you know, so I wasn't into politics, but I would, I still entertain the idea of like an alliance behind the scenes and things like that just from mm -hmm. people's work i followed for years although when i saw the wikileaks emails came out in 2016 and i actually the first thing it wasn't even the food code words i saw really it was the fact that john podesta a high you know government person who mm -hmm. I believe to be pretty corrupt at the time. I, I didn't know how corrupt, but yeah, I wasn't okay with it because he was friends with Hillary. But I saw the UFO and zero point energy references in John Podesta's emails. Mm. And most of these emails were going to Tom DeLong, which funny enough, you know, Blink 182, Angels and Airwaves, they were my favorite bands growing up. Mm. Favorite bands. But I wasn't so happy he was emailing with John Podesta. But regardless, it was about UFOs and and free energy and it just blew my mind but i also 
I foresaw some sort of bait and switch, some sort of something the I guess we could say the deep state could have done with UFOs, like a false disclosure or, or limited hangout disclosure. So I don't know, but it was getting me activated seeing these emails. It took a couple of weeks for me to kind of piece the food code words together there. And then my mind just went to a whole another, you know. Yeah. I had ent- I I knew all the uh, trafficking of various things that the deep state may or may not be involved in, but I didn't know, you know, the extent and how they hit it, how they did it, et cetera. But I started to get exposed to it there. And then when Trump won the election a few weeks later, I, I was actually surprised. I thought Hillary was in guaranteed done deal for her. Yeah. But I woke up really early that morning, saw the, saw the news and said, Holy crap, Trump's in. And then all the dots started, okay, maybe there is an alliance. Maybe they are, maybe they somehow got those WikiLeaks emails. I didn't believe the Russia crap, Russia, Russia. I didn't believe that. Right. Maybe there are some behind the scenes military or intelligence powers or whoever trying to take down the deep state in various ways. And maybe Trump's a good guy. So I kind of really repositioned all my thinking um, in the, and I started to speak more out on the internet hmm. around this time as well. Uh, in the, while I was waking up through 2011 to 16, I, I had the, you know, tape over my, over my camera. I didn't post on social media at all. I was like, I was kind of a ghost. Plus I was working so much yeah. and I would just, you know, my life would be 10 hours a day at the store and then go work out and do it again the next day, five, six days a week. I, I just didn't do social media plus i didn't trust it i was kind of paranoid but uh (laughs) then it yeah at the end of 2016 i just said screw it i'm gonna start posting stuff on instagram on facebook um i reached out to a guy's blog i followed his name's justin deschamps at stillness in the storm Hmm. awesome blog if you've ever uh, come across it or you know go check it out but i came across it was one i was reading for years since about 2013 when he started it, but I wanted to write. I wanted to get out there and start making content and putting, putting truth, putting information, perspectives, experiences out there. So he was kind enough to let me write like five or six articles for his website. Cool. Although I soon realized that I wasn't a writer. Mm-hmm. I just, it took me days to craft something and then you know, poor Justin, he would have to edit the thing. And then it was, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. So it wasn't for me. And then I was kind of shooting the, shooting the crap with Justin one day. And he's like, hey, man, just make a YouTube channel. Mm. I was like, huh, that's a, that's a good idea. You know, I, I, for years, was learning a crap ton from YouTube. I definitely took the YouTube university when I was learning powerlifting. And I don't know if you follow Elliot Hulse. No. Or Elliot no. Hulse. He, he's a, he was a strength powerlifting YouTuber about eight, ten years ago. But... uh and incredibly enough, he kind of changed over time and got more into politics and MAGA and all that too. It was it was cool to see that. But that's cool. Kind of, he put a lot of content out there about building your own business, building your own non-job. He did it around a gym, but I kind of looked at his model with Justin's idea, and I was like, maybe I could like make my own media business and have a have a YouTube channel doing it or something like that. You know, like money wasn't my goal, but I was like. I was broke at the time. I think I was still living at home with my parents too. And I'm like, what, what the heck am I going to do? I dropped my college dropout. I'm a loser. But, uh, yeah. but anyway, that was just an idea to get a bunch of 
start doing something and get truth out there. And maybe who knows, like who we'll see where it goes. I had no expectations, um, but I started a channel and I started doing videos and whatever I was interested in aliens, free energy, big pharma, health topics, um, po politics too. what I saw going on in the, in the government with the presidency and stuff. Yeah. Uh, because I did believe that Trump was just some sort of, you know, anti-establishment Trojan horse that some group is sending in there look like the military to, you know, destroy the whole thing. So yeah, the YouTube channel just started taking off. I ended up making connections and a lot of the connections I first made were through, I guess what we call the UFO community hmm. or new agey kind of stuff. But then I started going to conferences and, you know, networking more, growing a internet subscriber base more. And, and then at the end of 2017, when I was about nine months into it, uh, that's when Q first started posting Awesome. or they made the first drops through Q and yeah. that's when things really started taking off. Uh, because I was, I'm confident in saying I was the first person on YouTube to make videos about it. And I had about 40, 50,000 subscribers when I started. But since I was pretty much the first, uh, it was like day two, maybe, or three of them first starting to post October, 2017. And I started, I had this cheesy whiteboard and I, you know, I had no idea what I was doing for the, like the first year of my channel. Every single video was with, with an iPhone and awesome. it was, it was fun. You know, we're learning. We're yeah. growing. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't go to school for this stuff. So, uh, but when Q came out, um, I, you know, I guess I was predispos predispositioned to the idea because of the sort of mass arrests and shadow civil war ideas I had heard back in 2012. Obviously, it was just a bunch of carrot on a stick stuff back then. Like, right. it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. But now when I saw that Q post or the Q post and then started researching it, and it, it took me a couple months to really get kind of sold on the fact that this might be some actual insider near Trump putting right. data out there. Um, then I was like, okay, this is, this is real. And I went full into it and I was doing YouTube videos pretty much every day, covering the drops, covering, covering other things going on too. Um, in November there of 2017, I was gaining like a thousand subs a day. Some videos would get a hundred thousand views in a day. A couple of them hit trending there. And it was crazy, man, just to see how it exploded. I ended up getting 100,000 subs in my first year. Wow. And uh, yeah, it, it just all exploded from there. Went to more more events, met more people and all that. And then, of course, the censorship came. Yeah. I lost my channel the first time at the beginning of 2018, right after the Parkland incident, mm. um, however you want to describe that. Right. Lost it the first time, got it back, lost my channel again in like June over a freaking CBD sponsored ad, like great. Hmm. Um, they took it down again, got it back again. And anyway, you know, it went on 2018, 2019, ended up working on a movie or two. Uh, one movie really above Majestic, but I was in another one, Cosmic Secret, and just the work expanded. And then 2020 came around, you know, here we have the pandemic hit and- <laughs> everybody's at home and you know what what the mainstream media likes to do is do the whole scapegoating thing yeah and blame these conspiracy theories popularity growth on 
algorithms and right. all the pandemic people are sitting at home and right. that's their scapegoat but well maybe people were sitting at home they had more time on their hands but uh really it's just the fact that so many people are is it are into this stuff and yeah you know the truth resonates at some level so people get passionate they share it and that's really why it grows but 2020 was a crazy year um i you know i started off the year in january going to Australia for a couple of weeks for a couple of, of events out there. And this was right before COVID hit. When I was coming back home uh, from Sydney, I was just about to get on my plane. And this was the first time I saw coronavirus. I saw it on Twitter. And I'm like, what is this coronavirus thing? Just heard the news about it. I don't even know. Maybe the the news said a couple hundred people were were infected at that point. Um, so I was researching it. I'm like, and I find these these patents for the coronavirus on Google, yeah. and I didn't really know what I was looking at. Um, looking back, they they were animal patents for studies on bats and things like that. But I was just still like, what the heck? There's patents for this thing, mm-hmm. and the company that had these patents was funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So I made this short Twitter thread that said, just a lot of questions. um, What's going on with this coronavirus? What kind of timing, right? Maybe it's to distract from this impeachment thing or or what have you. Um, And I linked Bill Gates to it as well, showed the patents. I hit send, got on the plane, you know, 15 hour plane ride, no internet. I land (laughs) and then I I put my phone and here BuzzFeed News puts out this article, QAnon conspiracy theorists suggest Bill Gates is behind COVID or something like that. And it just exploded. Wow. On like January 15th or 16th. And, uh, you know, everybody started attaching onto that, that particular narrative. It was just, it exploded. And then coronavirus really, really got po- um, popular, I guess we can say, or, or it started getting more, more and more relevant. Uh, a couple of weeks after that, I made another tweet suggesting that, uh, have you ever heard of chlorine dioxide? You familiar mm-hmm. with what that is? Yep. Yeah. Well, I've heard so, of it. So yeah, sometimes it's called MMS or miracle mineral supplement. Mm-hmm. I like to say chlorine dioxide because that's the, the technical chemical term for it. It's a, the fake news and big pharma love to call it a toxic drinking bleach, mm-hmm. but their logic obviously is never correct. Lemon right. juice is a drinking bleach, right? And anything's toxic, you know, water can be toxic if you drink too much water. So uh, really what it is, it's a disinfectant. And typically it's used in industry to disinfect restaurants and hospitals, places like that. But at low, low doses, you can take it internally. And in fact, uh, there's potable water tablets you can buy at REI. And on Amazon, backpackers and hikers use chlorine dioxide to make potable water. Yeah, that's uh, the Um, iodine little tablets or whatever yeah yeah it's not iodine it's chlorine dioxide actually so yeah there's no even not even a iodine at least in these ones you can buy iodine tabs but uh, i mean of course the fake news doesn't write about rei selling toxic death bleach but uh, once you start (laughs) once you start talking about this stuff internally for health then they'll come after you yeah but anyway I, i made a couple more posts on social media about chlorine dioxide being able to kill the coronavirus because it can, it's an incredible pathogen killer. Hmm. So that set off a whole nother wave of, of chicanery, them coming after me. 
uh, Will Summer. Good old Will Summer for the Daily Beast. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. good old Will. Yeah. Um, he wrote this article about, you know, QAnon conspiracy theorists suggest drinking bleach for COVID and whatnot. And that just, you know, for weeks, it was like everywhere was writing articles about this. The Rolling Stone wrote one called me a professional shit stir. Mm. I heard my name mentioned on like Britain's biggest morning news show, like their Today Show equivalent or Good Morning, Good Morning America. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was crazy. And it was bullshit as well because they kept saying that I was selling it like I was selling it. I, I never sold it. I never put mm. it on my website because I knew that would be like way too yeah. much heat on me. So it was a, it's been a whole whole lot of smearing through 2020. Um, it was cool. Interesting to see. Trump mentioned the disinfectant on stage that one day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm really curious as to how he, he came across that. I mean, I'm not the only one that's loud and vocal about it, but uh, with my history, I guess, in the Q movement, I, I was linked in those Q drops a few times, a yep. lot of times, actually, you can find my name in there. And so, so I wonder how, how he heard about it, but that, that was one of the moments at 2020 that made my heart get going. Yeah. That's it. I was, amazing about that yeah <laughs> uh new york times wrote about me a couple of days after that and trump's a bleach drinker too fantastic i got good company yeah. um and at the end of 2020 of course the huge censorship purge came with the yeah. election uh october was red october for a lot of us mm -hmm. huge youtube purges twitter purges so i had nearly every account i ran taken out i mean at this point i'm still counting like it's every week or two that another one goes down but i'm at like between 15 and 20 wow um lost my youtube channel for the third time there you know i mentioned the first two third time there in october they took my backup account out too so that was 300,000 subscribers gone twitter account taken out 200,000 gone facebook taken out my page my group my personal page three instagram pages uh, PayPal, Patreon, MailChimp. Man. What else? Podcasts. Yeah, it's crazy. Even D Live, like D Live, demonetized me too. <laughs> that was weird. So it's uh, it, and and everyone listening, I just want to interject. We're talking about American companies in the United States of America yes. censoring American citizens for free speech. There's no other. There's nothing even to say. You know, right. anyone's counter argument, like, well, but. No, we're talking about American companies on American soil censoring Americans for free speech. For so, the truth as well. Exactly. And their excuse is purely smear tactics and defamation right. and lies. I did a I post had. in 2020. I said ad hominem, ad hominem attacks are boring. I'm so tired of it. Oh, you, you don't want to argue fat like you would put forth argument that was logical and then all they could respond with are ad hominem attacks and totally. anytime yeah. i know someone at hits with an ad hominem i'm like oh <laughs> i got you i actually you've already lost but now let's dance because that's all they're doing is and they're swaying public opinion with these ad hominem attacks oh the bleach drinker or the q the q anon conspiracy even the term q anon i find to be yeah ridiculous and totally perverted right and right. They, they've created this straw man out of it that they're using to slap onto whatever they want to censor label suppress etc so exactly, exactly. dude yeah, i've man. always wondered so i've my 
have a Jewish family, I come from Jewish family and, and uh, Catholic family and wife comes from a Jewish family. I've always wondered how, so Germany, I've given Ted, I've given a keynote talks about this. How did Germany go from the bastion of liberalism and free thought in Europe to Nazi Germany? It gave us the freedom of the press with the Gutenberg press, gave us freedom of religion with the reformation, gave us Austrian economics, which is basically what capitalism is. It's given us German engineering. If I said that Bach, Beethoven, Mozart, it has it given us such prolific free thinking mold breaking ideas how did that country that people who had enough grit to stand against the vatican at one point become nazi germany and now i look around like it's easy apparently we're here already man fourth reich yeah first i mean it was i say this often on this podcast martin emoeller was a german lutheran pastor blonde hair blue eyed probably look like you and, and people need to understand the Lutheran church, the Lutheran religion was the national state religion in Germany before Hitler did a pact with the Vatican. It was the state religion. It's like Mormonism was created in the United States. Lutheranism was created in Germany and it was heralded as such. So it was Martin Emoeller who writes in a concentration camp. First, they came for the Bolsheviks. I said nothing because not a Bolshevik. Then they came for the trade unionists. I said nothing because not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews. I said nothing because not a Jew. And when they came for me, there was no one left to speak. Mm-hmm. And the very first time that became a truth for me, that poem is when I was a reporter in San Antonio, Texas, the Fox affiliate. And there was the um, Orthodox Mormon um, polygamist compound in West Texas is like two and a half hours from San Antonio. And now in hindsight, like what was happening to the children? I, I can't say, you know, where everyone treated with benevolence. I don't know, but I do know that the federal government went after them again. They didn't provoke anything. They weren't, they weren't, uh, they were living. It was freedom of religion. And I said in the newsroom, first it came for the the Orthodox Mormons. I said nothing because I'm not an Orthodox Mormon. Like, who are they? Like polygamists? Okay, weird. Then they're going to come after and then they're going to come after. And here we are where now it's neighbor against neighbor, home against home, blinds against blinds. Like, oh, look, it's it's insane. Mask right? versus unmasked. Vax versus unvaxed. Um, and the irony is, and I'm getting fired up right now to think the, the masked vaxxed population are the unarmed population provoking the only difference between thank God that the United States of America exists, because if we didn't exist, this world would be the darkest depths of hell on this planet because Pennsylvania, I heard this, this weekend I was with some buddies, retired Navy SEAL and some other, uh, retired air, uh, Marine pilot and, they said Pennsylvania alone has a stand, the largest standing army in the world just by default of how many gun owners there are. Just one state out of 50. So this country is a very prolifically important country, as we know, just for the simple fact that we'll never become Nazi Germany. And the deep state knows that. They're just trying to take as many people as they can with them, unfortunately, because right. they are leaving, they are losing, they are losers. No matter how much power they have, who cares? Like, that's what I want to tell them. Like, you're losers. You don't bring life. You don't bring freedom. You don't inspire anyone. You're takers. They're parasites. You're parasites. 
it's pathetic and it's not welcomed here anymore on this planet and you can leave immediately <laughs> you can see yourself right. out yeah they know they can't do it physically because obviously right. we're america yeah. we're too damn arrogant and pissed off and and armed yeah and armed to do it yeah. so they know they have to do it mentally right and that's why the media is so important the education system is so important and big tech as well yes yeah because they need to suppress the open lines of communication they need to frame the narratives they need to control what's trending on twitter what's trending right. on youtube they need need to control what news you see directly in front of your face every single day they need to control the context of your freaking posts by putting a little wikipedia tab under your youtube videos <laughs> or you know instagram putting a little little oh, caption right under your right. meme for goodness sake um and they also know that the tv is is so 20th century we're in the 21st century now with handheld mobile devices in front of our faces all day and scrolling on them getting carpal tunnel so that's where they have to <laughs> hit us is yeah social media right so that's why that's why that is so uh pivotal hmm. Man, bro, i i'm glad we're talking i'm glad we're gonna connect after this too this is this is fun um, oh, we're gonna do so many more podcasts man this it's is gonna, gonna be, be it's gonna be excellent <laughs> getting fired up right now um so yeah i mean i went into my whole life story and long conversation for your audiences i hope they uh, i'm glad you know, i'm gonna share this with my audiences too they'll get a they'll get a good history lesson and kind of where i've come from but where should we go next do you want to well, talk about current events or let's um where do we, we go can talk q we can talk ufos we can talk covid i want I like them all i love all the <laughs> i like all those as well um Let's talk about um, the community of people real quick that you've connected with. And I'm just, um, just appreciate you're in, like, like you said, you're in two different camps, like above majestic camp and everyone listening, you might be like me last year and hear the word secret space program. And I'm like, wait, what? And then I watch above majestic and I'm like, why not? Why not? Yeah. Why not start after Wars? this last year, year and a half? I mean, exactly. Yeah. So I was listening, I was watching this guy on TikTok, and he was um he was explaining the internet. And I use these stats to explain our reality that we live in right now. He said the internet, 15%, the, the average person can access 15% of the web. That's through Google and DuckDuckGo or whatever whatever search engine or URL you want to type in, you can access 15%. 5% is this little gray area that people can with, you know, their static IP address and all that. And then the rest is the dark web. And when he explained that the dark web is 85 to 80% of the entire internet, that was all I needed to know to like, how do you explain the matrix? The matrix is 15% of what exists on this planet being told is the totality mm -hmm. of it all and that's what people need to understand like wake up it's like anyway i don't want to do and that fraction we're told as well it's all misconstrued and yeah screwed up and twisted and all that right, too great so point. great point yeah what's what's valid i remember listening to joe rogan podcast one day i i have been because I was so confused, just the background of me, people that listen know, but I attempted, I tried to kill myself at the age of 20 and I didn't die, um, obviously, but it led me on this path to seek 
what is true. I was so confused from my childhood, so confused with religion, so confused with truth and God and forgiveness and heaven, hell. And, and I was really a hurting person and broken because of everything that I grew up with and experienced. And I just couldn't live anymore. And boom, I tried to kill myself. After that, I didn't talk to anyone. I didn't hang out with people. I became a recluse and I just started reading everything. I started asking questions like, why are there 500 Bible versions in the English language? Like, why, uh, why this, why that? What are all these denominations doing? Why this, why that? Where did they come from? Mm -hmm. Who are these men? Why do we name these things? I mean, I just went on this torrential, like, I need to know what truth is because I was so confused and I would give, I will give everything for truth. And if I come up with new information, that's why before we start recording, like I don't hold things, I can believe all things. Doesn't bother me to believe things because I feel like it's just right. playing with it's not my identity. There's truth beyond what I'm even Aristotle said the mark of an educated mind is to be able to entertain a thought but not accept it. Dude, that's it. You can just have it up here, but doesn't mean you have to get emotionally invested. Not your identity. In it or believe it. Yeah, Let's just right. see. I mean, yes or no. That's right. And you have to be humble and be able to say that maybe what I'm thinking or believing is wrong. Right. Or say, maybe I don't know. I'm leaning this direction, but I don't know. You know, that's okay too. Let me look more. A lot and of so people this... just love to get attached to, you know, these beliefs and theories. And one cool thing we're seeing right now is obviously a lot of people believing that the mainstream media is fake and they realize that everything they're taught is wrong. So they're beginning to open their mind, but there's always, you know, our universe likes balance. It doesn't like imbalance. So mm -hmm. people are opening their mind too much and they're like, all their brains are falling out. Right. So yeah. Yeah. They're believing all this crazy conspiracy stuff that's almost way too far out there. So, you know, you know that's really relevant. A... That's relevant to what um, we're actually, dude, I'll, I'll have to tell you in a sec, but I was listening to this Joe Rogan podcast and he was talking about the book one second after or three seconds after or something like that about if the EMP gets detonated over the United States and the, the world goes dark, what happens one second after? And I was like, and he said how fragile we are, how vulnerable we are. We all think we have all the information, but it's all digital. And how right. many books are actually in people's homes and knowledge and stuff. And so I just uh, validating what you're saying, even the 15% that we can't have access to, it's all digital. It's all misconstrued. And it's hard to know what source text actually is. And I think getting to Q finding that there is, was even a source text called Q in the gospel eras that the book of Mark is based off of. And Q, and then that 1982 song, uh, the voice of Q, I don't know. Have you heard that? The, I've heard of those. I haven't dug too deep into those, but yeah, I've seen all the, at the end of the song, these, the, the songs like, this is the voice of Q, like what? And it's like a totally eighties, like <laughs> it's eighties. I don't even understand the song. Yeah, it's like there was a lot of sort of prophetic things yes. throughout history, even the Q character in Star Trek. Yes. Who's so. coming back, by the way, in the new Picard. Uh, yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. What That's a, odd. What timing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but at the end of that song, these kids are saying, Q, come back. Q, come back. Come back, Q. These little kids' voices, which there are no kids' voices in this whole song until the end of the song. And I remember sitting, talking to my wife last year. I'm like, what if... Jesus is Q. <laughs> and I, I'm more of the Essenes. I've become more like Gnostic in my beliefs of like the ancient before, before Rome and before the Vatican and before even Egypt, like what was Egypt based on Atlantis and all these teachings and the Essenes and the mm -hmm. Dead Scrolls and the Nagahati texts. And like, 
there are these consistent beliefs around the world outside of Rome. Rome hates that they don't, they can't squash them and they always try to squash these groups out. But this concept of not necessarily the man, but the light being that shows up and is counter to the darkness that exists and will come from time to time and awaken humanity. And I think we're in the final, I think this is the final awakening right now. And Oh yeah. We're in the end game final stage here. That's it. So, okay. So um, we, the media, I like all those people. What a, that seems like a cool group of people. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Um, you know, I was, I was doing a lot more stuff, I guess we could say in the, in the UFO community a couple of years ago, like above majestic came out in 18. I went to a couple conferences in 2019. Um, I just kind of, I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of a lot of the ways they did their business or like the information they kind of sold. And I met a lot of fantastic people, mm-hmm. but some of the people that put themselves out there as like leaders in that realm, I don't know. I, I kind of broke away from them. So mm-hmm. um, I got, I got a lot more into other networks. Um, a lot of people in the Q movement I became acquainted with as well. And then once all the deep platforming hit, some of us who were on Twitter and other platforms as well, you know, obviously we're, we're going to parlor, we're going to gab, we're going to telegram, looking for a place where we can just right. talk to each other and make posts. Right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we, we sort of realized that we wanted to create this, I guess, group where a few of us who had high profile Twitter accounts, like, one guy who calls himself inevitable ET or IET, yeah. he goes by. Yeah. He got cute a few times. He got retweeted by Trump a few times. He went through like 20 different Twitter accounts. I think his biggest one almost hit 400,000. Um, God, he was like all day, but he put on a good work. Yeah. He wanted to start something with me and there's a few others as well. So we ended up on telegram and then I, I was on telegram for a couple of months before the big purge hit. So I was like kind of familiarizing myself with it. Yeah. And I showed him, I'm like, dude, we can actually have like multiple admins, multiple people post on one channel, unique feature that you can't do on, you know, other, they're all different. Your Twitter, your Facebook, they're all a little different. Telegram's your messaging app. So you don't have a typical timeline, like a Twitter or a Facebook. It's more like just whatever channel you choose to join. Boom. That's on your list there. So it's, you know, it's, it's just unique. It's not good or bad. It's unique. So we're we're just, Oh, cool. You know, why don't we start? We were talking, why don't we start a, we, the media channel, I think he or somebody else came up with the name, but we, the media. So we started it and it just through all of the pumping we were doing and promotion and posting on it just exploded. So we're at 200, 215,000 on it now. Amazing. Which is good for telegram. Yeah, pretty good for yeah. Telegram. <laughs> yeah, and we want to we want to expand it out to its own brand with a website and channels and things like that. So I love it. Yeah, it should be fun. You're almost at two hundred ten thousand, and you know the. So I, I'm glad to hear about that. I love you know following your channel and then we the media. Um, yeah, Telegram's been a good place for a lot of us to to get our messages out. Excited to see what Lindell is going to bring. Mike yeah. Lindell, apparently yeah. his social media platforms coming next week. And then 
we hear that Trump's will be here in maybe about three, three ish months. So, I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing we need before any next disclosure happens. Yes, the deep that's state right. happens. That's we right. need communication and we need open lines, open lines. And just to everyone listening, like there's people listening all over the world, like Saudi Arabia, there's an audience of this podcast. I think people, people are starving for, and this podcast is, truth but it, i talk about the infinite and unconditional love of god like god is love there's not a a persona even jesus in the bible says god is not a man yeah so if jesus says god's not a man then everyone can believe that god is not a man it says god is a spirit and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth which is in, the, in love to be in that presence of love and and um so why i bring this up is i think we are the media. Sorry, I'm like here, my kids. <laughs> I got three little ones in their home months. Oh. Get, get a little savage out there. But um, that platform, these platforms will be more powerful than the media. Like there's nothing that once these new platforms go live, nothing can stop it. Like literally not when the term nothing can stop what's coming. Yeah. That it has not been true until a platform that cannot be censored stands on its own server, own power, own promise um, with the backing of these guys. And so I'm very excited for, yeah, Lindell's and Trump's and some others that are going to like, look what Dave's been able to do with X22 with his own servers and not go down. And we subscribe to him and subscribe to some other people that um, they're not, they're not relying on YouTube anymore. They're Mm -hmm. self-reliant. And that's that sovereignty I think we're walking into right now. Yeah, it's going to be incredible. And what we saw them do with Q was, you know, that was amazing in and of itself. Still there, man? I'm here. Sorry, brother. Okay, no, it's all good. Give a shout out. Screen change. Uh, What they did with that just lit a fire in so many people's consciousness. Mm. A lot of us were waking up beforehand, you know, but once that hit and the depth and a lot of it was the validation too, because Mm. people began to see all the connections between these these posts on 4chan and 8chan and the president as well and president trump was confirming it all these times you know so the the confirmation it really gave a lot of people hope like wow i'm not mm. crazy this is real then people began getting the confidence and the courage to start talking about it and connect and network and that you know it's this this is a long game this is not right. something quick that's going to happen overnight. So, I mean, in three years, my God, how many relationships were created and networks were created and, and people's accounts were, were, you know, the movement that occurred. It was, it was crazy when we were on Twitter, man, like our tweets would get five, 10,000 likes easy. And I mean, those blue check marks in the media, they, they they would die for engagement like we had. Exactly. So, that's why they had to censor us. And we, I mean, that was just a taste of what we could have on a platform of say, you know, Trump's secured yeah. with few million, millions of people on it and honest algorithms too. That's one of the most important things is not algorithms. It's going to manipulate your brain into going right. down right. dead ends and wasting your time. Uh, so Q, who knows if, if they'll post again through it. Uh, it was a 
very interesting thought experiment. And it's a thought experiment that's still going on. I mean, yeah. you've got the media brainwashing. You've got a lot of people out there that still don't understand the full breadth of it. And these these posts, you can still go read from yep. one to 5,000 and piece together all the questions that they posed in data and things like that. Um, so that's still there. And then, yeah, once that social media platform then comes out, it's going <sighs> to... It's going to absolutely change the game. And, you know, this yeah. whole Joe Biden presidency, a lot of people didn't obviously were, well, the election was stolen, number one. Number two, a lot of people were surprised that Trump let it go all the way to Biden getting mm -hmm. sworn in. Mm -hmm. And people were thinking that the military was going to move in and, and all this sort of stuff. But Biden got into office and, shoot, the last three, four months – it's been even more exponential yep. than the few years before because people saw how shit it really is with the cabal in power. Yep. You know, I, I use finger quotes there because who knows who's really in power right now. Right. Uh, right. A lot of people think the white hats still have more or less control of certain things and are just letting this all happen for a show. But heck, man, senile grandpa Biden there is the illegitimate president. And, and even a lot of the left wing people are saying, "Ooh, I didn't. Yep. I didn't vote for this. Yep. He's lying through his teeth and his son smokes Parmesan cheese out of the rug <laughs> and oh friggin' all these executive orders and vaccine passports and all this stuff. So yeah, it's sometimes the best way to wake somebody up is to oppress the shit out of them. Yeah. And maybe that's what they meant in Q's post when they said, sometimes you have to walk through the dark before you see the light. Yeah. Um, you know, as much as I wanted those military soldiers to, arrest all the all the dc swamp behind trump on his first inauguration day in 2017 um that would have just caused chaos it would have yeah. even caused chaos if trump tried to tried to pull an insurrection act yeah. before biden got sworn in a few months ago yeah we still would have had a civil war the media is still you know they are nowhere near as powerful as they were three or four years ago but they still have a grip on at least tens of millions maybe yeah, not. I mean, half the country. I would not say half the country, but no, no. tens of millions, and that's still enough to cause problems. Yeah, and they still. I mean, Soros's networks of his his anti for people. He he could still activate those and cause cause problems. I mean, we're we're seeing what's happening in Myanmar. Yeah, which is pretty incredible. I mean, their military moved in election fraud, arrested the state councilor. You know, they're even dismantling Soros's Soros. NGO networks in yep. Myanmar. Yep. But it's super chaotic there. It's incredibly chaotic. The internet's getting shut down uh, repeatedly, both wired and wireless internet, and there's riots, and it's crazy, right? Mm -hmm. And that's in a country of 30, 40 million people, maybe. Imagine that 10 times the scale on a country like this. You know, we were talking about guns earlier with a lot of guns yep. and people who are, you know, it would have yep. been fun. So, we need to get a lot of those normies per se out there. Yeah. On the side of, well, maybe Orange Man really wasn't all that bad. Right. We need we don't need to get them into conspiracy theorists times ten thousand. But we need to <laughs> right. We need to at least get them into a point where they're not gonna riot and they're not gonna, you know, cry themselves to sleep if yeah. Donald Trump happened to be president again. Right. And then we can slowly get them into, well. This is, you know, the election was stolen. Wow. Look at all the censorship. Wow. This is how bad the swamp really is. Wow. And, you know, a lot of other things. 
but it's uh, it's a process. I have a theory on um, as everyone has anyone under the sun has a theory, but but how good but of a theory I, is it? That's it's a really good theory, Jordan. Okay, okay. But here I, you know, Trump kept talking about the vaccine getting rolled out by the military via the supply chain, right? And I worked in a grocery store from 16 to to 21 years old. And I know, in fact, I was on a radio show in, in Canada this morning as a guest. And she was like, you know what? I just yesterday went to the store. She validated the story. So, and I'll tell you what she said in a sec, but every grocery store in, the, in America, I can say for sure. I don't know about any other uh, country, but in the United States, every grocery store has three days food supply. That's all they have. And she, I told her this in, and on this radio show and she said, you know, so weird. I went yesterday and I used to see the items stocked 10, 12 deep to the very back of the shelves. And yesterday I was like, oh, they only have two to three stocked on the shelf. And I said, exactly. The supply chain is so fragile right now. My theory actually is because if they drop the hammer, like you're saying, if the insurrection act or all of a sudden disclosure, like, boom, here's the truth. They're everything. <laughs> just minds just melt. There would be tens, dozens of millions of people die within one week because they don't have access to food in these major cities. Yeah, so, food and clean water and just basics it. like that. So I think the military has been working, making sure that the supply chain is actually stable enough, not just in this country, but all around the world, that when it when the switch gets flipped, and it will get flipped very soon, relatively, that food will continue water will continue um yeah i mean these last three or four years there's been ungodly amounts of stuff i'm sure that's gone on behind the scenes that we haven't seen right because they, they can't i mean more or less they can't tell us everything yeah but i get i mean we'll find out at a point where finding <laughs> out wouldn't disrupt right right the basic economy like you're saying that's uh and that's I just feel like th- this whole thing's been done in love. The one thing that cannot be crossed is the universal law of free will. And that's mm-hmm. why people are like, well, why is Trump rolling out the vaccine? Because we have free will. He's- right. And I like what Dave from X22, it's like he had to checkmate them and say, because this thing would have never ended had it not been rolled out. So here it is. Now, no one's forced to take it. Yeah. Not- and, and not just that, but it would it would have been political suicide for him to even merely hints or whisper it and questioning vaccines so exactly right that's the it's the golden calf for the media and big pharma yeah so and also the this last year when you listen to him actually speak he might tout vaccines but he would quickly go into therapeutics, therapeutics hydroxychloroquine talk about other things uh he didn't wear a mask until he was basically gaslit into doing it by the media and like forced to yeah it was a few months before he even put a mask on in front of a camera. And then it was, you know, he didn't even tout the vaccine until he's out of office until right. they made him again. They had to gaslight him into doing it. So, yeah, I don't worry too much about Trump's supposed vaccine pushing. And you made the point right there. He didn't make it mandatory. Nope. So under the law of free will. Yeah, every, it, this is the this is the time of choosing, which is so wild, like the end game. No one is forced. I even say this about masks. Like no one's forcing. When I walked into Bellevue Square the other day, I had a meeting in in, in a mall and Ooh, no mask on. Yeah, and they're. And I, said, 
I don't wear them. I don't believe in yeah. it. I don't, I go in and there's two police officers in there and I was like, Hey guys, how you doing? I was, thanks for all your support. And they, they looked, there was a moment where like, do they want it? And, and it's like, not even a conscious moment. It's more of a subconscious thing. Cause people have been so primed yes. to it by now. Like it's a habit. Oh, there's not a piece of fabric on his face. Right. It's not even in their head. It's like in, in their subconscious exactly. thought. Like, thanks for serving. And the one guy I could tell there was just that, you know, that strike of, do we say it? And they're like, they switched and he said, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. I was like, maybe they were just surprised because you weren't wearing all black and throwing a Molotov cocktail at him or something. Oh you weren't Bellevue, right? <laughs> but the, the, I was with someone and I said, she's like, I told her, I gave her a heads up before and I said, I don't wear a mask. Yeah. Um, so we might get kicked out or might have to leave. If you want to get coffee in person, like I'm just giving you a heads up. I'm, I don't want you to get embarrassed. Thankfully it ended up great. But I told her, here's how the spell works. The sign says masks are required to enter. And I said, watch this. And I took a step in and I said, see, am I in here without a mask? Yes. Okay. So that sign doesn't mean that's not literal. So what does that yeah, sign you're not dead. Really mean? Exactly. I could enter without it. It's not required. It's requested. It's desired. But Speed limit spells, 30. That's just a suggestion. Exactly. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but you know. You know what I'm saying? Like it's these words and these rules and no one's making anyone do anything. This is like what I'm trying to wake people up is under the law of free will. No one has made us wear masks. We've complied and we've, but that time of compliance is coming to an end because we're waking up to sovereignty. We're waking up to love. We're waking up to truth. We're waking up to no longer being used and giving our, intellectual spiritual emotional powers away to people that want to like you said parasitically suck suck our energy out of our yeah exactly yeah um go for it brother yeah go for it oh man i mean i was just gonna say these times we're in it's uh you're right we do have a choice we do have a choice to choose the world we want to live in from food from yes. news from media yes. from you know from everything although the way these people work these parasites you know they're they're narcissistic so sociopaths yes they yeah. love to yeah. blame us for what they do they love to um sell us a new girl with a different party dress mm -hmm. right so mm -hmm. or same girl different party dress however that expression goes but <laughs> What they're going to try to do is they know we're waking up. So they're trying to sell us, I guess, bullshit wrapped up as if it's woke. Yeah. So we need yep. to be careful for, for instance, this UFO disclosure we're seeing coming out of the mainstream media disclosure yep. uh, for the last three or so years, but it's really picking up lately. Uh, it's, you know, in my opinion, it's a fraction of the truth and even what they're giving us is twisted and contorted and, and right. being done to hide deeper secrets. Right. Right. So I, I call it a limited hangout. That's uh, intelligence community trade speak to basically mean when you start getting found out to hide the full truth, to hide completely getting found out, you might offer up or volunteer a little bit of information and then try to keep the rest secret or brush it under the rug. So whether it's the whole UFO disclosure thing, whether it's, I mean, even the deepest aspects of, say, human trafficking and whatnot. Right. There's a lot of easy ways they could try to scape the, scapegoat that, maybe throw throw a couple people under the bus, but try to, you right. know, hide the 
hide the rest of it. Um, and anything, you know, it's, there's a lot of weird stuff I'm seeing going on kind of with the alt media community. Uh, the powers that be those deep staters, they know we're waking up to the mainstream media. So what are they going to try to do? Exactly. Put out controlled opposition narratives out there and yep. crazy theories and yep. try to pump a lot of crap into the alt media to keep people divided and down their little, little dead ends. So we just have to be careful right now and choose wisely and yeah. also take accountability for those choices. You know, a lot of people are just choosing. It's like, they're still in the, the, um, let's just lower dimensional way of being, but they think they're woke. It's mm -hmm. just, they're really doing it for attention or because their friends are thinking that or, or whatever the case, that's the cool new conspiracy theory to research these days, even though it's totally asinine, you don't like, it's totally wasting your time, but they're still all into it. Right. Yeah. Making yeah. themselves look silly. So we just need to take accountability for us ourselves, not just as information consumers, but also information sharers, information producers. Yeah. Uh, those two really go hand in hand. You're not going to be able to produce or share it unless you learn it and you learn it from people who produce and share it. So there's a, uh, yeah, we really need to take that, the responsibility of it into the picture. And the more we do that, you're going to, you know, if you actually fact check those conspiracy theories, you're, <laughs> you're getting into, and then come up with a legitimate, reasonable solution belief idea there that you can back up with solid evidence then you can share that with your friends and family that aren't so into it that are still yeah. stuck in fantasy land and that'll be so much more effective at getting them more awakened and aware so i think the more responsibility and accountability we have for ourselves the faster this can go i see a lot of people hindering their own progress mm. a lot of us out there you know we're hindering our own progress through the lack of seriousness maybe like a lot of people are treating this like it's a game or a or a yeah or a fun a fun time like yay hooray you know yeah but it's this is really serious and we're playing with mass mind control mass trauma yeah and mass. it's uh that's it it's yeah it's not not for the faint of hearted right. and that goes for taking a look at what's really going on in the world and taking a look at what's really going on in ourselves too Dude, just to add to the fun, um, we we live in the Evergreen State, the first hospital yep. in the state to get Corona, the first state to, in the country to get yeah, the coronavirus. Yeah, uh -huh. The very first hospital in the state, Evergreen Hospital in Kirkland, that dealt with all the old people that were stuffed in old people's homes, just like Michigan, just like New York, just like new jersey just like pennsylvania just like california but this state's not just like every other democrat yeah, governor exactly right but this state's not talked about and i think there's been a reason why but uh you know look at this hand don't look at this hand and now people are starting to turn eyes to this state and be like wait what is this state in the pacific northwest that is named after our founding father but perhaps creates the greatest atrocities there's going to be some big, isn't there an, isn't there an evergreen something up on Whidbey Island too? Oh, I don't know. Gosh, I don't know about that. Oh, wow. I know there's a, there's a Clinton, there's a Clinton, Clinton town yeah. up on Whidbey yeah. Island. Yeah. yeah. Dude, it's some weird stuff. Man. And that was not too far away from where in 2018, the missile got yes. shot off that they tried to pass off as a helicopter. The media did. 
but it was clearly a photograph of a missile. And for those into, you know, Q's post, we come to find out that that was probably a uh, black submarine, a submarine that was off, you know, off radar per se, that was firing a attempted assassination at Trump. Yep. So, uh, it, it's, you know. it is, um, it's the greatest time to be alive. It's, also the most it's the scariest time, the time scariest to be alive yeah right <laughs> now, man. it is all the things and um brother i just appreciate you I, I i i have so much respect for anyone that has the courage just to put themselves out there and i appreciate one one of the things i want you to know and this isn't a knock on anyone else but i appreciate that you put your name out there you know yeah. i think in the anon world because i for fun i had an anon account patriots promise and i was you know getting in there and letting it it got taken down with, you know, I have oh, a man. badge of Is that on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, it's just, I, I really appreciate that you it's courageous and it's not about this. Is what I say a lot on this podcast, it's not about agreement. It's about being able to share ideas without getting triggered and listen to one another and sit with one another. And, and if anyone's listening, like, what are these guys talking about? It's information it's neutral. You can look it up yourself. We're not saying like you heard us say, you got to believe it. It's just fun when I find it so much fun to sit, like go on the great awakening map. And I go, all right, boom. And I'm like, what the freak? You got your dart out. And you're (laughs) like, all right, that one today. (laughs) And it's so fun. I'm like, wow, that is fascinating. And I watch Gaia. I love Gaia um, for certain shows that they have on there. And the more information, the more people speak, the more people share. And when we're not like in it, but like can detach and look at it, like you're saying and research and look at facts to me, man, it makes life. It's like that one puzzle piece missing from a jigsaw that he built in like, man, it just sucks. It's not done. And then someone goes and it's like (sighs) relief. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just the way I grew up or, or I don't know, I've had a very emotional life, like last 10, 15 years, a lot of things mm-hmm. uh, either happen to me or mess ups I did to myself or whatever. But mm-hmm. the way my brain is now, like I can detach emotionally very easy from whatever it may be, ideas, things going on. So I just, I, I it's so tough for me to put myself in the shoes of somebody that gets pissed off over things like racism or things like just differing beliefs. Mm -hmm. The fact that somebody else has a different opinion than you, or I don't know, even when people are getting pissed off in internet chats, somebody else is saying things that they they have no idea who this person is. And it's just a couple words on a screen. Right. And and people are getting heated over it. I just, I I don't, I don't get it. Hmm. I don't get it. You know? Brother, I'm so glad you came on, man. I'm excited to to keep d- doing uh, some more with you. Yeah, dude, I'm stoked to have met you too. First time talking really? just a few days ago. So I want to have you on my channels too. And you don't uh, live too far away from me. That. We'll meet up for sure. I Maybe do that. do something with cameras in person. So That, that would be amazing. I'd love yeah. that. I really would. Um, before we hop, um, share where people can find you and follow you now. Uh, jordansather.com is my website. Pretty much the only social media I have right now is Telegram and Gab. Uh, I do have an Instagram account that 
you can find as well. It's linked on my website. It's a brand new one. So, you know, not too many followers on there. I don't know how much longer it'll last. So I, I've made a few like replacement accounts on these platforms, but nobody's on there these days. It's right. like a ghost town. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's, it's always a pain in the ass having to make all, all the posts again and regrow your base. But Telegram, website, and you can find all my video channels on my website too. I do live streams a few times a week. Sweet. on uh whatever platforms will have me on there to go live <laughs> and some video channels too so cool uh, i'll, I'll, I'll put i'll put all that in the show notes and and cool, man. go check out jordan's work uh i appreciate you brother and and everyone i think above majestic is such an important um entree into yeah you know that documentary if you don't mind me speaking on it for please, a minute please. um I was honored to interview William Tompkins for that, who uh, had claimed, you know, according to him, and he had some documentation to prove it too, but he worked, he did a lot of things. Just, I can't, you know, long story there, but basically he had claimed to work for Douglas Aircraft, which was an aerospace company in the fifties for a secret think tank designing secret space uh, craft more Mm. or less via with electromagnetic propulsion systems and things like that so huge topic goes very deep he came out with his testimony about 2014 or 15 and then he died in 2017 i was able to interview him a month before he passed away and be that last interview wow and that's what we threw into uh, above majestic there and it was yeah it was a a lot of great work on a super shoestring budget but it came out it got onto iTunes, hit number one there for like a day. And it was great. You know, if, if I could redo it, I, I think I might to give some more context to certain things. Obviously, a lot can change in two or three years. You know, I don't fully, uh, uh, don't know if I stand by all that's said in that doc, but I do think it's a great red pill to hand to people. Yeah. I, so, I, and you could go still find it out there above Majestic. It's great. Platforms that's the thing. It's, it doesn't even matter. Like you're saying, like, do you stand by it? It's just information and it's fascinating. Yeah. And, you know, I think and the thing is if you don't change, like that's the problem, right? Think, you right. know, people are always changing things change. If you, if you don't, then that might be an issue right there. Yeah. So it's always best to like not assume things from, you know, the past and the way somebody might be thinking, you know, you, you don't know yep. that's going on, but yeah, it's, it's, it was a, it was an honor to be a part of that doc and mm. do all the driving and flying I did to get all those interviews. I did probably like 80, most, most of them in that doc interviews I did. Wow. Wow. Man, brother. Thank you. Well, just, uh, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, man. I appreciate it. Well, everyone, thank you so much for watching. Make sure you like subscribe, share this podcast. And if you enjoyed it, I got many, many episodes coming. <laughs> Um, we're in the time brothers and sisters to come back to that place of sovereignty, come back to that place of love inside yourself to let go of the ego's narrative of you and simply receive love and release that fear. This is the time brothers and sisters prepare yourselves because the beauty of this world is emerging. I'm Lucas Mack. This is the golden world revolution, and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com.